In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'm your host, Tony Grubmeyer, your Sherpa up and down Success Mountain with our special guest today, a clinical uh, psychologist, a TEDx speaker, and the CEO of Your Success Insights, which helps individuals, corporations, and athletes achieve peak performance. He's also the host of The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life, which is regularly downloaded in over 150 countries. His mission is to help people become the best versions of themselves and as a result, make the world a better place. Welcome, Dr. Richard Schuster. Awesome to be here, Tony. I didn't know that amongst your credentials, Sherpa was one of them. So that's very exciting to know. Yeah, you know, I think as an entrepreneur and a business owner who's uh, been around for a little while, I'm, I'm, I'm here willing to help individuals work through stuff instead of just saying, hey, here's a map, go figure it out on your own. I'll actually go take a walk with you. But before we do that, I got to ask every guest the exact same question. Break it down as complicated or as simple as you'd like. What is your definition of success? Success for me is living life on your terms to the degree that you have fulfillment and contentment. It's money, it's health, it's love, it's friendship, it's freedom of time. It's all of those things. But, you know, success to me is being able to step up and step away from the laptop and smell the roses and say, look at all the cool stuff that we've built and look how it's helping people and look how that gets to be around. Stuff on the internet hangs around forever. Be around for generations. And I'm grateful for all those things. Thank God we have the waybackmachine.org. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you can find some good old stuff. On <laughs> here. Hey, um, one question that pops up is, um, you know, I, I love the life, you know, you know, I think the, the, the whole living your life, the, the way, you know, and step up and step away and step into something and, and, and leave. For me, I, I have a real simple philosophy is I, I'm willing to, to leave a legacy for others to follow by shining a light on what's possible and stepping into the idea of going first and not being afraid to, to try. Right. So many of us are afraid of you know, I don't want to cook that meal because I don't want to burn that $60 piece of meat or, you know, I'm going to screw up if I throw it on the barbecue or the, in the smoker or, you know, I, I can't, uh, you know, try to build a wall because I don't know, let's say, I don't know how to, uh, you know, after the end, put up the sheetrock, spackle and getting everything, all the texture, right? So I'm afraid. So a lot of people won't try stuff. I'm an individual who will say, well, screw it. Like, I don't know any different. So let's go for it. And what, what can I learn? So I have a real crazy question because it comes back down to like the TEDx uh, I see as you know something on your uh, you know kind of resume and bio what was that process like because I've, I've often wanted to 
I just haven't stepped into that whole concept yet of willing to go through it. That's been a goal of mine since all of this kind of started happening for me around four years ago. And it was really interesting because my TEDx was on the neuroscience of altruism. And a lot of my platform is about, you know, educating people that we feel really good when we help others. In fact, it's it's the same biological mechanisms and hormones and neurotransmitters going on as when other people do really cool things for us. And so how the TEDx actually happened was there was a Facebook group I was in and somebody had recommended me to talk to another individual. I totally misread the post. I thought they were recommending me for a speaking gig. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll talk to him. And it wasn't that at all. And uh, it was just <laughs> actually a 19-year-old college freshman who was struggling, kind of feeling lost. And uh, I met with him for an hour and uh, no, you know, no pretenses, wouldn't dream of charging him, just wanted to see if I could add any value and bounce some ideas around with him. And he loved it. And he said it was really great. And then I, I heard back from him. He's like, hey, you know, my friend runs the TEDx thing here at the university. And I think, you know, you'd be a really good candidate. And then they reached out to me and then that's how it happened. So it's ironic that I spoke about altruism, uh, you know, which came about from an act of, of kindness. And, uh, but the, the process itself was wild because it, it I was, I believe the first that TEDx I, I gave was that group was the first ones to do it virtually post pandemic. And so it was very bizarre to do that in front of a green screen instead of an audience, but uh, it's been well received and, and I'm grateful that you know, it's been seen by a lot of people and it's helping people. What would be the biggest takeaway from that experience that you could share? It, it was one of those things where it, it was a bit overwhelming to do it because, you know, I shot it, probably 60 times. <laughs> and uh, when I thought I finally got the right take and then I went back behind and, and put on the headphones and, and watched the video and listened to it, for whatever reason, the audio was totally garbled and none of it was usable. And I was just so aggravated. And, and I thought to myself, okay, you know, this is one of those opportunities. It's like business. It's like anything else. If you do it well, and, you know, we all have setbacks, right? But this was, this was a setback. <laughs> but if you do it well uh, and go back to it, you know, it's, it's going to further your mission. It's going to help a lot of people and, and create an impact. So um, I, that wouldn't have happened, obviously, if I was on stage, it would have been different. But uh, I, I'm grateful for it. It's brought a lot of people into my life that wouldn't have been in my life otherwise. And uh, really, overall, I, I'm I loved the experience, despite how stressful that was to film it initially. Well, it's like anything, right? It's you got some really good reps in, and you had some probably good days and, and bad days trying, but you're stronger for going through the process. So I think yeah. that that's uh, awesome. Oh, well, that's cool. Also, you uh, you got a chance to shoot it, and then in a green screen, and then you could also critique yourself because a lot of times I've heard people step on stage and it's go time. It isn't like oh yeah, I want to change all that. That's like what you do prior to ever getting on stage. And so I'm the, really the, proud. The, it was really wild, Tony, not to, not to cut you off. But so usually, I mean, I know you speak too. So usually when somebody hires me to speak, it's six, 
eight, even you know, a year in advance. And so I begin a process that is very meticulous where it's, I almost like a project planet, right? And so by the time I get on that stage, I've done it so many times that it's muscle memory. What happened with this was I was invited to apply, which they strongly intimated, if you apply, we're going to pick you. And then COVID happened. And so at the last minute, they made the decision that they were going to turn it virtual. And they gave all of the speakers one week to write their speech and then one week following that to record it. So not a lot of prep time, uh, you know, but, but it was wild because when there's a gun to your head, so to speak, you get really focused and you're able to do things. I mean, this is, I, I know so many entrepreneurs that have told me this, that I've interviewed when, when there's an unbelievable amount of pressure, you know, that's usually when a lot of people shine. Some people break, some people are the opposite. Some people fall apart and they, they quit, but the, the really successful entrepreneurs seem to be able to shine under under that pressure. And I don't, I've never done any specific research or evaluated the literature to that effect, but um, that's that's been my experience is that I, that's a, a trait amongst successful entrepreneurs. Yeah, you know, part of being in radio, we had a really simple philosophy. You don't go back, you don't go forward only, right? Like you screw up, like no one else probably knew you screw up, but you. So just keep moving forward. And if someone catches you, like you're already way past it. You, there's a great quote. A friend of mine always says, you can tell the size of the leader by the obstacle that stops them. So I'm glad that you, uh, you push through all that kind of stuff. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, your show. Um, I'm always love uh, inviting guests to share about what they're up to and invite, encourage our guests to go check them out. The world is better when we help one another. So talk about the, uh, the daily helping uh, with Dr. Richard Schuster, food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life, which is regularly downloaded in a ton of countries, 150. So talk a little bit about that. You know, it's something that I decided to start about four years ago. We're actually coming up on our 200th episode whenever this is going to air. And what's really interesting is that I just, I, I thought I had it. Like I, I had graduated, I got my boards exams and I was working in forensic neuropsychology, and I was principally working with sexually abused kids. And when I got licensed, I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to build my practice and help kids. And this is what I, this was it. But as I was doing that, I felt this calling to try and help people on a bigger scale, a grander scale. And so with, with no experience or ideas, I, I bought a microphone on Amazon and got a headset and got up at 4.30 a.m. every day and just started emailing famous people. And I didn't even have a, like a, a show name or a domain. Like I was literally emailing people with, through my Hotmail address. And uh, eventually, you know, most people either never responded or said no, but I, I really stuck with it. And eventually people started coming on who were pretty well known. And so in the beginning, the, the audience was pretty small until one day a journalist from NBC happened to cross my show and said, hey, really like your show. I want to do a series of articles at NBC.com about the brain. So we wrote the what happens to your brain when you go to the beach article and what happens to your brain when you watch a football article and what happens to your brain when you learn a foreign language. And each of those backlinked to my podcast website. 
And then, you know, one day when I logged on to Libsyn to look at my stats, like I almost fell out of the chair because I went from nowhere, basically, like my cousins, <laughs> business associates, to like everywhere people are listening to me. And, and so that was pretty wild. And, and the impetus for my show was twofold. One, as I said, I really wanted to kind of shift the focus away as a, as a call to action from, you know, the selfies and the, the focusing on me, me, me to helping others, because I know that neurobiologically, it's good for us to help other people. So that that was my show's call to action. But really, I wanted to share inspirational stories. I wanted to connect with people who weren't just successful, but were truly committed to making the world a better place and sharing how they did it, what fires them, what's important to them. And so that was the you know, the beginnings of the show. It actually originally wasn't even going to be called The Daily Helping. It was going to be called The Psychology Of. And for those of you who are younger than 40, uh, there used to be a show that I would watch with my dad in the 70s called in search of it was it was with leonard nimoy the guy that played spock on star trek and each week the of was like random things like in search of bigfoot or the loch ness monster aliens or whatever it was it was like the you know 70s versions of like version of ancient aliens and and so i was going to do like the psychology of and one week was going to be anxiety and the next week depression or whatever and i just to kind of cross my T's and dot my I's, I ran it by the American Psychological Association just to make sure that I wasn't doing anything that violated my ethical code because I never saw myself not practicing psychology at the time. So I certainly didn't want to lose a license that took me, you know, took me seven years to get the degree and the board exam and everything else. So I wanted to make sure I was doing things above board. And they told me, if you call that show the psychology of we will shut you down so fast your head will spin. That's verbatim what they told me. And so uh, you know, that a lot of people don't know this, but Dr. Phil lost his license. He can never practice psychology again. He doesn't need to, but uh, I didn't want to lose my license. And so they, they didn't like the name. They felt that that was implying that by listening to the show, you would psychologically become better. <laughs> and so I, I went back to the drawing board and, and came up with a good friend, helped me with the, the daily helping, which... Uh, they were fine with, but that was really a blessing because I went from a narrowly focused show that was going to have a very niche audience. I probably would have run out of topics pretty quickly too, in hindsight, to this just more self-help personal development show. And as I established a platform and continued to grow that, I realized it was an opportunity to do other things to, to help people in meaningful ways. I love it. Hey, thanks so much for sharing the, the kind of the behind the scene idea of, about the show and the name. A lot of people, yeah, I got the show and we don't really talk about how it became that name. So thanks for sharing that. And also congratulations on all your success. NBC to where we're at today, almost 200 episodes and counting. We're going to take a break, but our special guest today, Dr. Richard Schuster, uh, we're just getting started. So uh, lace up your sneaks, get ready, maybe fill up your water bottle. Uh, we're going to come back down Success Mountain and uh, he's going to be leading his discussion on, on helping us to become the best version of ourselves, right? So many of us, I think, in our society today are waiting for somebody to do it first because I think we're afraid. And uh, one of the things in my uh, several conversations that I've had with this amazing guest today is just his ability to show up no matter what. And so I want to talk a little bit about that on our way back down Success Mountain. 
how to show up no matter what, even when the world feels like you're stuck in a trash compactor and uh, you don't know where the button is to stop it. So uh, stick around and we'll be right back with our special guest today, Dr. Richard Schuster, right here on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. And I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Podcast Show. Tony Grebmeyer along with our special guest today, Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for thought. Uh, we are actually having a lot of fun just talking about life. And in the very beginning, I asked that one question, what is your definition of success? And step up and step away and kind of get into kind of living your best life. And one thing that comes up is a lot of times people are uncertain of how to do that because the pressures of society and everything around you is telling you what you should do or how you should do it or why you should do it. I just want to talk about how are you living your best life? You know, I went through that as well, like so many of us. That everybody had an idea for me of what I should do with my life. And what I'm doing with my life is very different than what anybody would have envisioned for me. But and I, I'm a big fan of the book, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. He's been on my show and he, I, I love his content. And so as a psychologist, I was a really good psychologist. I, I was able to connect with patients diagnostically. I, I got it right. And where I really shined was in the courtroom. I and mean, podcasting is kind of like performing or speaking is kind of like performing so they're really, I was a really good expert witness. And, you know, when, when attorneys would hire me, they, they would do so because almost always when I testified, they would win. But like, that's what I, I'm good at that. But I don't wake up in the morning saying, hell yes, I'm going to testify in court today. And no, like what I'm doing now when you and I, you said we've had a few, few conversations, like that's what gets me excited. I get to live my life meeting new people who are vibing in a similar, similar state, doing similar stuff, you know, and it's, it's not about the money first. It's about genuinely adding value. I've created a company and things around my areas of expertise and passion. And now I get to spend my days how I want. I go to every single thing event at my kids' schools or, you know, when they used to do that stuff in person, but, you know, but, but I'm available, right? Like my kids are maybe not going to remember, you know, uh, on February 8th, 2020, that I went to go see them in a school play doing whatever, but my kids are going to know that I was there. My kids are going to know that I was there. One thing my dad taught me when I was a kid, he said, you know, if no matter if it's, if you want to, you know, have garbage trucks or, you know, be a stockbroker, but whatever you do, own the business, make it yours. And nobody can take it away from you. And nobody can force you to live your life anyway, but how you want to live your life. And so I'm incredibly grateful. And I think for me, 
the time freedom is is the best part of all of that that i i really do have a chance you know friday friday is is date day with my wife that's what friday is for you know and, and so i i would not be able to schedule that <laughs> if i had a nine to five you know and so i'm just beyond blessed and grateful for all the different things that have kind of manifested for me and the different opportunities that present themselves. And, and I know I'm throwing around some jargon, but I, I love what I do. And I love, you know, like every day, you know, I, I literally will have a conversation with somebody that sparks something really exciting and then take action on it. Yeah. Into action is something that a lot of people talk about, but they really ever get into. And during, um, the warm-up before uh, our podcast today, we were talking about gaming and life and all that kind of fun stuff. And I loved how you said you you set aside like 90 minutes a week to just game, just to, to kind of, I wouldn't say escape, but I really think it's more like step into just having uh, like some dedicated time on your calendar where you get to play. And play is super important. And most yes. of us, as we get older, forget that one of the coolest things about growing up was when there weren't all of these restrictions around you. There weren't all of these like, well, you can only do that, but you can't do that. And if you do that, you know, there's going to be hell to pay. You know, it's one of my favorite lines, you know, from uh, Uncle Owen telling Luke, you know, you if you don't get your work done, there's going to be hell to pay. Right. And um, so I love the fact that you play. What are games that you're into? I like the the ones that are based on, you know, interesting periods of history. So like the Assassin's Creed our games I play. Um, I love anything that has Batman in it. So some of those, you know, Arkham Knight kind of things. I mean, I, I, I limit my play, but I build enough of it into the week that it's a meaningful transition. And I do it right before the kids come home. So it's, it's set up and then up oh, here come the kids and turn off the Xbox and start homework and having fun. And it, it's just a, a cool transition. I'm Batman. What are you doing? <laughs> I love it. One of the cool things um, that you did for me a couple of days ago is you sent me this. It was a really cool list after our last conversation. Uh, it was saying we both don't like the prequels of Star Wars, but you were telling me like we could we could look at some of the um, other ways that we could find some cool episodes and maybe align ourselves in history around Star Wars and Clone Wars and Rebels. And, and we were talking about kind of the even the ones that they came back and made recently the last several years uh, after Disney purchased and you know how we we both kind of fell in love like we I think if I'm not mistaken we both really liked Rogue One we thought that was a yep. really well done episode or prequel or whatever you want to call it but one of the the things that I loved about our conversations and I, did we get in our uh do we get connected through what Adel was it Adel or Marcy mm -hmm. that got us connected mm -hmm. yep sure was yeah. Up till three years ago or four years ago, I had no adults in my life. Now I have a deals and adult and idol. They're all spelt the same way. So it's just really cool. Um, he thought that it would be great for us to connect. Man, he was correct. And I just really want to say thank you for uh, just showing up the way you do um, and, and uh, you know, contributing and also just putting things together like that little extra words of wisdom and go, Hey, go check these out in this order. And, you know, you sent me a website and I got a chance to read that. And that was really cool. Just breaking down all the episodes and kind of an order that stuff's fun, but you just said something and I don't want to miss out on it. Friday is date day, yep. right? That's play day. That's have fun. Um, how important is that now in your life? 
for you? Like how important is that? Extremely. <laughs> One of the things that historically was the case for me is I just got to do whatever I want with no accountability. And that changes when you get married, that changes when you have kids. And so, you know, I, I've been married for 11 years and my wife is amazing, but I find that by allowing Friday to be our day, and that doesn't mean that we have to be together all day, you know, maybe she'll do something or, you know, but part of the day is for us no matter what. And I love that because it lets us really connect at a cool level. You know, one of the things that I've wrestled with as an entrepreneur is that, you know, entrepreneurship is kind of a lonely journey. And I ha I'm in, you know, half a dozen masterminds and I have, you know, fellow entrepreneurs that I connect with all the time. But the day in, day out stuff, my wife doesn't really know. And it's not that I'm per se, trying to hide that from her, or shelter her from the horrors of entrepreneurship, nothing, nothing at all like that. But, you know, she does her thing. Like she's a pediatric occupational therapist. She loves that. She works with a lot of autistic kids and, and, you know, I've got my stuff. And so like this journey has kind of been isolative and it's cool where we can just kind of hang out and I can table that. Like I, mm. you know, I, I almost compartmentalize and say, okay, well, you know, now I'm your husband. I'm here as your husband. Whereas, you know, every other day, like I'm either I'm dad or I'm, you know, podcast host or I'm speaker or I'm CEO. Like, you know, we, we all wear these different hats, but when you have a dedicated scheduled space and time to just be a partner, I think is really, really cool. I am very grateful for our relationship and we we're on very, very solid ground. Uh, we see eye to eye on most things except the prequels. And uh, it's, uh, it's great. You know, and I, and I think it's important to do that, that you need to, you need to schedule time for you and time for you, time for your wife, time for your kids. If it's on the calendar, you're going to do it because if it's not more likely than not, you know, the, the majority of people listening to this are going to find a way to fill that slot with another Zoom call, oh. with another something. You and don't schedule it. You don't schedule it. You'll miss it. I promise you it happens every single time. Mm -hmm. A lot easier to have it on your schedule. Something comes up you want to go do. You can always say, hey, another day I'm going to go play. If you don't mind, I'd love to bring you in the fulfillment round. Bring it on. Let's do it. All right, cool. All I need from you is I am ready. I am ready ready and now it's time for the fulfillment round no phoning friend no using the google machine no digging into storage for the encyclopedia britannicus and i promise tony won't make you cry and if you don't know the answer just make it up the fulfillment round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs now tony you ready to ask some questions all right mr dr richard schuster uh favorite star wars character boba fett Hands down. He was the first figure I ever bought. I was six years old. Mysterious. Didn't know why he was so cool, but he always was. You know, the uh, first time I remember seeing him, right? We all saw him kind of in Empire Strikes Back. My favorite scene with him is when Vader comes out of torturing Han, right? And, you know, it's that, oh, no, it was in, it was in uh, Empire when he was basically was torturing him. Remember? And he says, like, 
you change the deal on me. You remember those, remember those words? Pray I don't I alter it further. Yep. You alter yeah. the deal. Pray. That actually wasn't the first time that Boba Fett came around. Um, there actually, before that, in 79, was a horrid Star Wars holiday special with B. Arthur singing. And, but there was a Boba Fett cartoon that was a part of that. And I remember watching that as a kid. And thinking, who is that? Like he had this really cool weapon that actually the Mandalorian uses. And um, so I, I got in on him in 79. And then before Empire came out, they pre-released his figure as a preview figure for the Empire Strikes Back. Still didn't really know much about him, but just thought he looked really, really cool. I love I love that. That's like one of my favorite things about this part of the the show is just asking questions and digging deep because sometimes people don't want to hear about them. Like, well, these are my questions and it's your fulfillment round. So let's have some fun. All right. So you mentioned Mandalorian. What did you think of the series so far? Absolutely loved it. Uh, As as we talked about in our previous call, they're doing now with Star Wars, what they did with Marvel, which is interconnectedness and things. So um there were, it was really a nice payoff if you've seen all the other animated shows. And by the way, I, I had no idea that we would spend so much of our time talking about Star Wars. So, so kudos to you. This was unexpected, but fun. Well, the people who aren't interested, they've already turned off. <laughs> That's the true. People who are interested are hanging on going, what are we going to talk about next? Hey, do you happen to have, they came out as one of my first sets of Star Wars cards, the, the Wonder Bread Star Wars cards. Did you ever see those? I have the, I don't know what the Wonder Bread card, I had the Tops cards. They were like, you go look cards. right now, 1977 Star Wars Wonder Bread cards. There's I will look that up. When we, no. when and you got them when you got Wonder Bread. How, I have no idea. They're awesome. They're awesome, by the way. No wife, no kids, just you, no video games. What would I find you doing? If it wasn't those things, what would I find you doing that would be really helpful for you? Helpful for me? I'd be smoking a brisket or ribs. Cooking is my zen. And I absolutely, you know, there's just something about smoke and fire and meat. And I I just like, it's very cathartic just to sit in front of a grill and just cook meat. I I don't just do barbecue, although I I do have a a team. I do competitive barbecue occasionally. Uh, But I love food and I I love, uh, I think there's no greater expression of love than preparing food for the people you care about, you know, and and food cooking for me is a lot like psychology. It's based on science, right? Like water only boils at 212 degrees and yeast only proofs at like 107 to 111 degrees Fahrenheit. But then you bring in who you are, like your creativity, that recipe that you're cooking might be your great grandmothers who passed away 40 years ago, but that like same thing with psychology. Like it's built, it's based on science, but when you're say doing therapy with somebody, you're bringing a part of yourself. It's an art, it's a skill. It's who you are into that conversation as well. So cooking, cooking is something you'd probably find me doing if left to my druthers. Do you, do you, are you into, you like smoking meat, right? Do you have a type of smoker you enjoy? I have a big green egg. So here in Atlanta, which is like the barbecue capital of the universe, Big green eggs. Debatable. Debatable, but we'll go ahead. 
That's for another episode, I think. Well, let's say this. In terms of companies which produce barbecue grills, this is the barbecue capital. There we go. I like Bigger. that. All right. So we can agree on that. But but uh, I got my big green egg. That was my reward to myself for passing the national board exam all those years ago. And I had like printed out a picture of the egg and I just looked at it every day. And uh, when I passed the boards, like that was the, literally the first thing I did was go get an egg. And I, it's one of my favorite cookers in the world. I love it. Last question for you before we, we, we dip. Uh, if you had to reinvent yourself today, everything had to start over and you didn't know what you knew, what would you do? I don't think that's, that's a question that I can answer in a vacuum because everything I'm doing today has been shaped by events in my life. The, the path that put me on altruism was when I broke my spine in a car accident and I almost died. The path that led me towards a more balanced life and creating technology to help people with work-life balance was suffering a stroke that I had only because I was working too much. Mm. Uh, the charity that I have that helps provide therapy services to children was because my wife and I almost lost our firstborn kid in utero and it was a miracle that he lived. And I, I didn't want other parents to go through what we went through. So everything that I'm doing was based on some experience that at the time was very difficult, but I was able to find meaning in it and translate that into something that excites me that allows me to help other people. So mm. I don't think I'd want to do, like, I can't say I'd like to be an astronaut. Well, maybe that would be pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, like, I love, I love getting to interview people and be interviewed. I love speaking. I love, you know, using my company and creating technology that helps others. Like, I, I don't think I change a thing. And, and I know that that's, not directly answering your question, but that's that's how I feel. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, that is our special guest today, Dr. Richard Schuster. Where can people check you out at? So the mothership is drrichardschuster.com. And I bought every domain possible. So you could spell that any way you want, but the real spelling is drrichardschuster.com. Dot com And that's got links to the Daily Helping podcast, which is also available at thedailyhelping.com and all of the other things that I'm up to. So stop by, drop by, say hi, check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for your time. Always enjoy special guests uh, such as Dr. Richard Schuster today. And uh, you know what? No matter where you go, no matter what you do, remember to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.